welcome to Church Experience Online. We're so happy you joined us today. As you watch this teaching video, if you have any questions or need help getting connected, please don't hesitate to reach out by phone or email. Also, our website is the best place to go if you'd like to access helpful Grow Step resources, join a serving team, connect in a life group, get your questions answered, or support this movement financially by giving online. At the end of this teaching video, you'll hear one of our Church Experience Worship original songs, and we hope this gives you an opportunity to worship and reflect on what you've learned. Thanks again for joining us at Church Experience Online. number one music it's church experience top of the charts i need you christmas by the jonas brothers Wow, those lyrics, I need you Christmas. If there's ever been a year where we needed Christmas, this was it, right? We need something positive, something good to celebrate, something to enjoy. This has been a tough year. So it's no wonder why this Jonas Brothers song is a, is a chart climber. It's, it's because it's such a good, feel-good, emotional, sentimental song. It conjures up all these amazing memories from Christmases in the past. You know, for you, as you heard this song, and, and if you didn't get to hear the whole thing, I encourage you to listen through it. What, what are some of the Christmas memories that, that come to your mind? Maybe from childhood. Maybe from last Christmas. You know, Christmas is such a special time of the year for all of us. There's so many amazing things about it that we all have come to love. And we should. Now today I'm not suggesting that all the extra parts of Christmas, all the sentimental parts of Christmas are wrong or that we should eliminate or, or minimize them. But what I am going to suggest to you is that they create a dilemma. They, they create a bit of a problem in your life. In fact, it's a really big problem that you may not even be aware of. And all of us can get sucked into this problem. And the problem is that all the extras that we associate with Christmas, all that sentimental feel-good stuff that comes along with Christmas, the traditions and, and all the routines and all the presents and the decorations, all that stuff, which, again, I'm not promoting that those things are bad in themselves. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that they can create a problem. And that problem is that those extra things can disappoint us. One, one part of the song that the Jonas Brothers performed, I Need You Christmas, that now, I take a little issue with, and I know what they meant, I, I get it, but I, just going with the theme of today, I, I take a little issue with it because I don't think it's true. And let, me, let me read those lyrics. They said, seasons change, come and go. I, I agree with that. But there's one thing I know. You, you'll stay the same. Christmas, I, I need you. You'll stay the same. You don't ever change. You don't ever change. And now, I get what they're really saying, but the truth is that Christmas does change. 
For some of you, this year you have an empty chair at the table for your Christmas dinner that you didn't have last year. Maybe someone moved away. The, the child that was there that you got to celebrate with graduated. Now they're off with their own family. Or hopefully this didn't happen, but maybe you had a loved one that passed away. Right, right? It's changed. It's different. Perhaps you don't have the time or the financial resources to enjoy the traditions that you had in the past. To take the Christmas trip. To buy the presents that you wanted to buy. It's just different. Things change. They can disappoint us. Perhaps this year the thing that's different is because 2020 was such a unique year. Maybe some loved ones are quarantining and decided not to travel this year. or You couldn't travel. So your whole Christmas tradition is completely flipped upside down. You know, things do change and they got that right. But Christmas doesn't always remain the same. The things we care about and we love here on earth, they will change. Even the things that are such a big part of our life that we love, over time they will be different. Those people that you gather with, they're not always going to be in your life in the same way that they are. There'll, there'll be changes. Life changes on us and can disappoint us in the same way that wonderful traditions like Christmas can. Joseph, the father of Jesus, the earthly father, he was, he was disappointed the very first Christmas when Jesus was announced to be born. He had some unmet expectations in his life that I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's what the story is really about. But, but Joseph, he had some additional expectations in his life. And those expectations disappointed him. Can you imagine he loves Mary. They're planning their future together and their family together and where they're going to live and what they're going to do. And, and then he finds out that she's pregnant, but he's never slept with her. So imagine the disappointment of how did this happen? And another man, Mary, I, I, I didn't think you were that kind of person. And he was going to divorce her. He was going to split up with her. And, and imagine the, the heartbreak there. Just all their dreams evaporated overnight. Their plans for a future and and how he had planned to become a father. And even when the angel came and said, listen, Joseph, this is not from another man. This is from the Holy Spirit. This is a supernatural miracle. She is a virgin, but she's pregnant from God. That's the way it had to be. It's the only way it could be for a Savior to be born, not of man, but of God. And, and Joseph, you need to take Mary home to be your wife and name your child Jesus. Even then, jo Joseph would have had some unmet expectations. That's not how he planned to become a father. Now, this is amazing news. This is incredible. That's not what he had planned. 
It wasn't his timing. You know, maybe they wanted a few years together to settle down, to travel before they started their family. Maybe he wanted to pick out his own name, you know, Joseph Jr., little JJ. You know, I don't know, I don't know what he had in mind. But this definitely was not it. No one had this on their radar. It's a complete surprise. So there was unmet expectations. Have you ever expected something, maybe a gift? You know, like, like you, you were like, man, that, that gift under the tree, that's mine. You know, it's like the biggest present under the tree. And you're so excited because you're like, I'm sure that one's mine. That's mine. And then Christmas morning, it's, it's for your sister. <laughs> you're like, come on, why, why did I get the little gift? Or, or maybe the, it, was, it was your gift. It had your name on it. And you were imagining all the things that it could be. Have you ever had a really amazing gift that you, you wanted? For me, it was in first grade. What I wanted was a G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. It was a seven-foot-long piece of plastic, but it, was, it might have been made of gold for as far as I was concerned. Because as a little first grader, my G.I. Joe collection was not complete until I had this ship, this aircraft carrier. Still a lot of money today, but back then it was a tremendous amount of money being sold for $100. I couldn't afford it. And it, was a, it would have been a big purchase for my parents. But my parents, knowing I had a difficult and challenging first grade year ahead of me, I had a, had a hard teacher that I was going in, and, and, and they were concerned. And they said, Brandon, if you can get an A in this class, then we'll reward you at the end of the year by purchasing that aircraft carrier for you. And I worked my hardest, and it was a challenging year. But at the end of that year, I got that G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. I had earned it, and I was so happy. I couldn't wait to unwrap that gift. And, and have you ever had a gift that you really were excited about, and you... Yeah, and you were expecting something, but then instead of something fun, it was something useful and practical. Maybe as a child, it was like, thanks for the socks, Grandma. I, I, I really appreciate that. But that wasn't what you wanted. Have you ever had unmet expectations like Joseph? You were expecting this grand and amazing gift, but then when you looked inside, it was empty. It was hollow. Now, now of course, you had a gift in the box, but in the end of the day, it was, it was empty. That, that Christmas that you had been expecting to be perfect, it was, it was empty later. It was, it was a shallow experience. It was, it was something that didn't meet your expectations. There was something you were looking forward to, and, and the expectations you had were unmet. We all know what disappointment feels like. And the problem with all the extras around Christmas, not, again, promoting that you eliminate them, but the problem is that when we associate and attach Christmas to all the extras. Those extras can change. They can disappoint us. Our expectations cannot be met. And then we're left disappointed. And what can happen over time is that we can think that Jesus disappointed us because things didn't go how we wanted. The relationship didn't turn out how we expected. We didn't get what we wanted. We didn't get promoted. We didn't get the, the bonus at the end of the year this year. Things were a little different. Something changed and shifted. It wasn't quite like we imagined that it would be. And we're left disappointed, disillusioned, maybe even angry at God. When all along it wasn't that Jesus ever let us down. It's that we associated Christmas with more than what it actually was. What it was always about was Jesus. Now here's the amazing thing. There's nothing more than Jesus. There's nothing better than Jesus. There's nothing greater than Jesus. We can, tag on, we can tag on extra things, but there's nothing greater than him. Jesus has always been the center part of Christmas. Christ, that's what it should be about for all of us. All the other things can be fun and be filled with meaning, but Jesus is the true, as we say, reason for the season. Now, Joseph, if you look back at his story, the very thing that 
caused unmet expectations of him. The birth of Jesus changed everything in his life. And everything that he'd imagined was flipped on his head. But that ended up being the very thing that God used to be his greatest gift. Joseph, throughout the rest of his life, before or after, he never had a greater gift than being a part of Jesus' story, being his earthly dad. Now, the, Jesus' heavenly father, we, we know that, that he is God's own son. But, but Joseph got to be his earthly dad and raise him. And there was no greater gift that God gave Joseph than, than getting to be Jesus' earthly parent, to have Jesus in his life. And there's no greater gift in your life and mine than Jesus himself. And what began as Joseph's disappointment, unmet expectations from a human perspective, ended up being God's greatest gift in his life. So follow me on this. What if some of the things that you're disappointed about this year, what if some of the things you're disappointed about in your life or actually is set up for a great God appointment. And maybe you want to write a lesson down today. And I'd say my disappointment could be a God appointment. What I'm disappointed about could actually be a God appointment. Something God's wanting to do to birth something new in my life. To birth something better. To birth something greater in this year ahead. Maybe all the disappointment, unmet, ex, unmet expectations were actually God's way of directing me to new steps in my relationship with him, to new places in my relationship with him that never would have been unlocked. See, see, God is always wanting to do new things in our life. He's wanting to birth new things in us. But the greatest thing he's always wanting to do is bring us closer to Jesus. And that's what happened in Joseph's life. Although he was disappointed perhaps by some earthly things, Jesus exceeded every one of his expectations, short-term and long-term. Matthew Chapter 1, look back at verse 21. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus, that's the real gift. The Savior of the world. He'll save, save the world from their sins. Joseph, what you're being given is a gift beyond what you can imagine. And, and what you are being given this Christmas season is a chance to remember to remember the true gift of this season, and that's Jesus Christ for you. A personal relationship with a Savior from your sins. That you don't have to be captive to sin anymore. That you can be set free from your sin, and you don't have to chase around the empty pleasures of this world and the empty pursuits of this world that will always disappoint you in the end. The un unmet expectations of, of this earth. The hollowness, the emptiness of the gifts that this world can give you. You can be set free from all that and experience the, the incredible gift of a personal relationship with Jesus that fills your life with joy and hope and meaning and purpose. That's the reason why we celebrate Christmas. It's that Jesus was the greatest gift that's ever given. And he was given to you to freely be received from a Father in heaven who loves you. That's the real meaning of Christmas. You know, the Jonas brothers did get it right when they said seasons change, come and go. You know, a lot of things in our life can change, and they do change, and they will change. And if we get too, if we get too attached to the extras in this life, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. And we can miss the main thing. For example, we, we all love church as, as we know it, as maybe we grew up with it, or as you've grown to love it in, in recent years. But this year reminded us of how quickly some of the things that we think are church can be taken away from us. 
and you're left with what really is church. It's, it's the connection of, of believers with each other and with God, loving God, loving others. That's the core of, of what this is all about. And, and you know, a, a life group leader could leave and move out of town, and, and then what you thought of as church for you could change, and, and a pandemic can hit, and you can't gather in the way you could before, and there's no coffee in the lobby anymore. There's, there's just there's things that change that, that we associated with, for us, what we're church. Another example is, you know, we all love the idea of the, the blessed life, and and an abundant blessing that, that comes with following God and a, and a life that is blessed by him in every area. But the truth is a blessed life doesn't always include material blessings. And those things can evaporate so quickly. And when we start to think that those extra things are the main thing, we can lose our focus. We can get distracted from what really matters. And so a, a question I want to delivered to you this Christmas season is, is the main thing still my main thing? Is Jesus still the main thing in my life? Is, is what really matters to God still the same thing that really matters to me? Or is the main thing now a side thing? Is the main thing now an extra thing? See, see how you can test where you're at with this is, is when you are disappointed. When the thing that you really want is not delivered. When there's unmet expectations. If it steals your joy, then your joy was in the wrong thing. But when your joy is in the main thing, when your joy is in Jesus, it can't be taken from you even when the extras are stripped away. When the traditions don't come together like you wanted them to this year, when, the, when, when what's in the gift that you unwrap is not what you hoped it would be, when, when the family time doesn't happen like it did last year, you know, when things are changed, if it steals your joy, then it's a good indication that your joy was in the wrong thing. So again, my question is, is the main thing your main thing? Is it is still the main thing your main thing? Or have you been distracted by all the extra things? See, all of us, can have this happen from time to time, but if we want the main thing to remain the main thing in our life and Jesus to be the central thing in our life, then, then we need to celebrate him this Christmas season. And it's okay to celebrate Christmas, and I, like, I do like this song overall by the Jonas Brothers. You know, it's a, it's a great song. I'll probably listen to it often this Christmas because it does. It creates a lot of fun, you know, feelings inside and emotion and, and sentimental memories, you know, that, that Christmas time brings. But for me, I don't want to lose the main thing amidst all those celebrations because the real celebration is Jesus. And if, and if I want to stay on course with the main thing, I need to celebrate privately and publicly the message of Christ. Daily, I need to be spending time worshiping Jesus and, and be reminded that he is the main thing in my life, that he's first in my life. He's my first love. And there may be many other things that I enjoy and I say, I love this, I, I love that, I love you, but... But truly, the first love has to be Jesus, or he's no longer the main thing. And so my private worship needs to be committed and passionate and consistent. How's your private worship this Christmas season? As, as we go into this Christmas season, how's your private worship? I can't think of a better time of the year to crank up the intensity of your private worship of Jesus, to spend time with him personally. You can't wait for someone else to deliver a personal relationship with God into your life. You have to pursue it. And as you draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. How's your private worship? And then of all the other public things that we do this Christmas season, I know you have a work party and you have the family inviting you over and you have the Christmas presents to shop for. There's a lot of public things that we do and festivities and gatherings. And those can be great in their own place and time. But publicly worshiping Jesus with his church 
It's such a priority. Now, I know this year is a little different in some because of health reasons or, or, or because they're in a part of a vulnerable population with the pandemic or whatever it might be. They can't worship in the same way that they did last year. And that's okay. This is going to be a little bit different year. But in some way that we gather together in person, online, we, we collectively worship God. We gather with our families and we worship Jesus together. It's important. And of all the other celebrating that we're doing, if we're not gathering and worshiping Jesus and putting him first, but we're having lots of other gatherings to gather for other purposes, it's a good indication that the main thing might not be the main thing anymore. It might be a secondary thing. So let's worship together. What's your plan this Christmas season to worship Jesus both personally, privately, and publicly with, with God's church. We need to be consistently worshiping in this Christmas. And by the way, we're going to have some amazing services throughout this month. It's going to ramp up all the way till December 20, our big Christmas service. I hope you'll be a part of it. Uh, it's going to be an amazing weekend, each and every weekend throughout this month as we celebrate Jesus. And I hope you won't miss a single weekend. Make a commitment to it. Well, speaking of making plans, did you know that God had made plans for Jesus long before Joseph ever heard about it? See, Joseph had his own plans that were not met, but Jesus had some greater plans. See, see, God was making plans long before this time, back in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, written hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. This is amazing. It says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. So hundreds of years before Jesus was born in the book of Isaiah, historical book written, documented hundreds of years before Christ. The message of Jesus was already written and proclaimed. There is going to be a coming Messiah, a coming Savior, born of a virgin, Emmanuel. God would come and be with us. It was part of God's plan all along. And, and what I love about this is that that God has been working in our lives. He's been planning to do great things in our lives through Jesus all along. Before you were ever born, God had a plan for your life. God, God knew your name. It says he knows the hairs on your head. He knows everything about you. He, he knows your ways. He knows who you are. He created you and he loves you and he's been planning good things for your life long before you were born. And sometimes the disappointments in our life can cause us to give up on God. And the reality is, is that those disappointments, God knew that they were going to happen. And, and sometimes God is even using what we look at as a disappointment and unmet expectation to set us up for that God appointment in our life. What he's really wanting to do. What if some of the things that you're most disappointed about in your past were actually God's preparation for what he wanted to do in your future? See, God is always at work and he's not going to give up on you. I remember so many times in college or going through my master's degree or taking those first four years of my, my doctoral coursework, I, I remember so many times writing a paper late at night and trying to get through it and there was a deadline and, and I was halfway through the paper and I, and, and I was trying to figure out how am I going to get to the end of this, not just to complete it, but what's the central message here? How am I going to make it happen? How am I going to write it out? And, and it was so challenging, it was so difficult, but, but as I pressed through and I finished it and I submitted that paper, even though there was, there was adversity and challenge in it and there was struggle in it, I didn't, I didn't always recognize, but in that moment of, of writing and pressing through, God was preparing me to write messages that would, would help other people. As I teach from the Bible each and every week, I would have to essentially write, write a paper every week the rest of my life for, for other people. But I was in school. I was just trying to get a grade. I was trying to get a degree. I was trying to get through. I was only focused on what was in front of me. I never realized that God, through the adversity, through those challenges, through those late night papers and research and writing, that God was preparing me 
to write messages that would help people find and follow Jesus. And I don't always think of it that way at that time, but as I look back, I can see how God had used that as a training ground. And maybe your disappointments, maybe your letdowns, maybe, maybe some of the side roads that you've been down in your life or the unmet expectations were actually God's way of preparing you for your future and ways that he can use you to help others. He's so good at taking a mess and turning it into a message. God, God could take all the, all the adversity and conflict in your life and he can work it out to bring great peace and joy for others. There's so much that God wants to do in your life, so don't give up on him. Don't give up on him this Christmas season. I want to go back to Matthew chapter 1 again in verse 22. Oh, I love this. It says, all this, all this story about Christ and what happened with Joseph, all this, it, it took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So all this took place to fulfill. So the reason for all these things was because it needed to fulfill God's purpose. The reason for your life, the reason for my life is to bring God glory. God has a purpose for you. And he has a purpose for this Christmas season, if you'll find it, if you'll see it. He has a purpose even in this challenging year we've been through. Yeah, I've been keeping a list of, of wins. You know, I'm, I'm racking up this list of things. I look back on 2020 and say, you know what? I'm not going to let the story of 2020 be that it was a wasted year, that it was a terrible and a bad year. And sure, there was a lot of bad things that happened this year. But I want the story of this year to be a year where God won. He did some amazing things. And I'm, I'm taking note of every time I see something good that's come out of this bad year, I'm saying, you know what? That was not a bad year because God did some good things. And some of those things we won't even know or see until we look back on it. But God's at work in your life, even in the challenging times. Like it says here, all this took place to fulfill. And here's my point. God brings blessing out of brokenness. Write it down. God brings blessing out of brokenness. What's your brokenness? What's your story? Is it possible that out of the emptiness in your life that God wants to bring wholeness and healing, not just to you, but to others? See, God is a master at bringing blessing out of brokenness. In Romans chapter 12, verse 21, it says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We live in a world where there's been a tremendous amount of evil. There's been violence and poverty and devastation and brokenness, but but we're told by God, we're commanded and instructed to not be overcome by the evil that's in the world, but instead to be light in the darkness, to overcome the evil with good, to bring the gift of Jesus Christ to this world that has nothing but emptiness in the end. Without Jesus, they have no hope. And, and the hope of Christmas, the real meaning of Christmas, this season that we all enjoy so much, is it's, it's Jesus. He's the real reason. And all those extra things can be filled with greater meaning because we should celebrate wildly that Jesus was born. And so if it takes hanging up a tree or hanging up some lights and giving each other presents and decorating the house, then great. If that helps us celebrate even more wildly the real meaning, Jesus, then we should do those things. Or whatever, whatever you would like to do to celebrate, we should publicly celebrate Christ in big ways. But we can never let all those extra things become distractions from the main thing, which is that Jesus is the hope of the world. He is the light in the darkness. He's what fulfills the emptiness in us and restores us from our brokenness. Jesus, God's own son who came to die on a cross for our sins 2,000 years ago so that when we receive him in our life, we can be forgiven of our sins and reconciled to our father, our heavenly father, through Jesus. It's an amazing gift. And so 
I don't know what disappointments you carry into this Christmas season. I don't know what unmet expectations you might have. But the more you can focus your life on Jesus and let your expectations be around him and what he can do in your life, the less that this world's disappointments will devastate you. Because when your hope is in Jesus, you have an unshakable hope. And no matter what shakes and changes in this world, nothing will disappoint you from the true gift of God. And the real gift is Jesus Christ. Right on? Hey, let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much that you've given us this amazing gift, the gift of Jesus Christ, crucified on a cross for our sins. But Jesus, before you could die for the world, you had to be born into the world. You came off your throne in heaven to come and be with us, Emmanuel, God with us, God's own son, born of a virgin, miraculously, to be born to show us that, that you loved us so much that you wouldn't leave us lost in our sin, but you provided a savior for us, a gift, a true gift. And so this Christmas season, God, remind us that all the other, all the extras, all the other gifts and all that, although they, they may be fine, that's not the real reason. That's not the real main thing. Jesus, you're the main thing. So keep us focused on you this Christmas. Jesus, help us to help us be passionate for you, to live for you, to celebrate you both privately and publicly this Christmas. May we give you our greatest worship because Jesus, you're the real gift. You're the real reason for this Christmas season. And Jesus, it's in your powerful name that we pray. And everyone said, amen. Now, before we wrap up this message, I want to remind you of something that is so meaningful to me this Christmas. When I have unmet expectations, you know, maybe, maybe when things don't come together the way I hoped they would, that there's always a gift for you. Even if there's no gift with your name on it under the tree, this, there's actually a gift that is for you. And that gift is better than any other gift that can be given. And the, the real gift this Christmas season is what we've been talking about. It's Jesus. Jesus is the real gift this Christmas season. And, and the amazing thing about what he can do is he can fill the emptiness in your life, the unmet expectations, the hollowness inside of you, the loneliness. Jesus can fill it. So bring your brokenness to him this Christmas season and may he exceed all your expectations. And may you see him as the true and the real gift and really God's primary gift for you this Christmas beyond all the extras. What we really need is not Christmas. What we really need is Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us at Church Experience Online. Please don't forget to check out the website if you'd like to get more connected, learn more, get your questions answered, or support this movement financially. You're now going to hear a Church Experience Worship original song, and we hope this gives you an opportunity to worship and reflect on what you learned today.